Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I'm happy you're here. We get together about twice a week and chew on God's word and what we've been learning and challenged by and share that with you, hopefully to encourage and edify you and uh, give you a little bit of taste of what we've been doing on our end. So this week we have Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We are uh, currently barreling towards Christmas. That we are. When did I, I felt like Thanksgiving was like last week. It wasn't last week. Chris. Yeah. That's yeah. astonishing. Mm-hmm. It's alarming. <laughs> it's alarming. It's only getting worse. Um, but one of the things that we've been doing for Christmas is going through a, a different curriculum for our kids' ministry. Yes. That Aubrey has been has put out. Yes. Leading up to Christmas. Yes, that we we have been we take we're pausing from all the prophets, uh-huh. and we're talking about Jesus, who is the fulfillment of a lot of the pro- what the prophets were saying. Yeah, which is yeah. a great thing, right? We would call that like biblical theology, the idea of tracing God's hand through Scripture mm-hmm. with different themes and sh- types and shadows and all those things. And you've been involved in kids ministry here yes. from the beginning. Is that right? Kind of. Okay. Um, when we when we moved here, the kids were really little, and Ashley Gilchrist was mm-hmm. still Ashley Gilchrist at yeah. that point, <laughs> and she she worked with the kids, and I helped her with all the preschool stuff, yeah. and then just over the years, it's kind of morphed into different things, and but I currently am teaching the kindergarten and first grade Sunday school class, oh, fun. which is so much fun. That is so much so fun. If, if you like kids and you like Jesus, you really should be in a Sunday school class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> yeah. We could do a whole series of episodes on, you know, contributing in that way in, in mm-hmm. church. But you have your own two kids I do. who aren't so little anymore. They are not little at all. <laughs> They're not. They dwarf you. <laughs> definitely. They're my twin towers. <laughs> um, so you've got the experience of being a mother of two mm-hmm. great sons who are just a delight to be around. I agree. And you've been involved in youth ministry for many years, or children's ministry specifically. Yes. Um, so what has that experience been like? What have you learned as time mm-hmm. has gone on? And share some of that. One of the things that I love um, that Jesus says in the Gospels is, let the little children come unto me. Mm-hmm. Like children are important to yeah. Jesus. And I love being around kids because they say the silliest things and they say the most insightful things. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, when I'm teaching my kinder and first graders and we're going through the prophets and then you have to stop and think, well, how do I explain repentance mm-hmm. to a kindergarten and first grader? Yeah. And and so it helps kind of even in my own faith wrestling through, well, how do I communicate this? What does this actually mean? And kind of brings us back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for it was funny, the the other day, we, we were finally getting through the prophets, and we were just finishing up the kings right before exile. And so we were in Second um, Chronicles 36, and I was asking the kids, like, so guess what's in Second Chronicles 36? And they look at me, and they go, are there more prophets in the second? Like, yes. There, well, it's mostly kings, and the prophets talk to the kings, but okay. But through this whole thing, we, you know, we've been doing, well, what does it mean to repent? And so now mm-hmm. the kids have like this little thing that we do each time. I say, well, what does it mean to repent? And they put up their hands and like, stop sinning. And then they turn around and like, and turn around mm-hmm. towards Jesus. And so, you know, it's it's fun getting, getting to hear their perspective on it and hear it paired back to you as they it to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have 
uh, one daughter who's in class with me, with you. Yes. And she'll come home and recite this stuff to me and sing songs and do mm-hmm. little hand motions. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what are you communicating? And I, <laughs> I get them to slow down long <laughs> enough and they'll explain it to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I understand. But it reminds me of that, uh, like pithy statement of if you can't explain it to a mm-hmm. child and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the consequences of that are, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's helpful to be able to explain it in simple terms. Mm-hmm. And they also have some really great insight. I know um, this isn't from my Sunday school class, but from years ago, uh, there was a little boy who was playing with our um, nativity set. And he looks up and he's like, well, I know why Jesus was born in a stable or born and, born in, and put in a manger. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, why? And he goes, well, if he was born in a palace. The shepherds couldn't come visit him. And then he just bounces off. <laughs> and you know, he like, had wait a minute. <laughs> some kind of understanding in his brain of, well, well wait, Jesus came for everybody. And yeah. that why that way everybody got to go see him. Yeah. And so, you know, I love kids' perspectives like that because they'll say things like that that are like, whoa. <laughs> we can actually learn from our kids. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it's true. Their their brain seems to condense things down in a way that you go, wow, there's like a real simplicity and beauty mm-hmm. in that, that I'd get all caught up and tangled, you know, miles before I ever reached that point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you found to be some of the most um, challenging things or, or things that you thought were going to be challenging mm-hmm. that have, you've grown out of, or actually weren't as scared as you thought? I'm thinking through, you know, for somebody who's listening who maybe has kids grown or uh, doesn't have kids at all and maybe considering, like, is this a good fit for me? Mm-hmm. What have some of those experiences looked like for you? As far as teaching Sunday school is mm-hmm. concerned, um, the the one really nice thing about teaching Sunday school is the kids are very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is high energy, so mm-hmm. be prepared to take a nap after church. <laughs> but it's it's totally worth it. But it, they, they're very forgiving and they're very flexible. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we feel like we have to have it exactly right or it has to look like Pinterest, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has, they want to know that they are known and you get to then show them the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't have to be polished to the nth degree. Yeah. You just have to be who you are and, and, and love Jesus and love them. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. I have a couple of younger teachers come in after me, so I'll leave different things since I've been doing this for longer than they've been alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so being able to drop off some some extra crafts or some extra, I'm like here's something I did that really worked, and kind of watch them grow and blossom mm. as teachers too, um, because really, high schoolers they can totally do it. Yeah. And um, I, I've been on kind of both sides where I've been the older one and I've also been the younger one, and and. God calls everybody mm-hmm. to to do that, to tell others about him and to love them. And one of the verses that I'm thinking of is um, from 1 Timothy, that don't let anyone look down on you because you were young, but set yeah. an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can do that even if we're with people who are older than we are or people who are younger than we are, and we can have the humility to learn from somebody that's younger than we are and from people who are older than we are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reminded of the the clear instruction that those who are further along have a responsibility to be mm-hmm. pouring into the younger ones. And, you know, I think of uh, the older women and the wives mm-hmm. instruction and loving their children and, and their husband and those kinds of things. So it seems like there really is an ecosystem that God has created mm-hmm. that creates an environment where kids have the very real potential to thrive. 
Exactly. And, um, and that's because he made us that way. Mm-hmm. And he made us so that we can all learn from one another. I know, actually, when I started leading Women's Bible Study way a long time ago, um, when the need arise, I, I stepped in. I was very intimidated because mm-hmm. I was one of the younger women at that table. And um, there was a lot of older ladies who were there too. I'm like, what do they have? What can they learn from me? Mm-hmm. And and God kind of had to like work on my heart and say, well, you can be um, uh, an example in faith, in life, in love, in faith, or whatever that verse is now I'm yeah. thinking of, and in, <laughs> in impurity mm-hmm. to them. And so you can step out and lead them and challenge them. And in, in humility, you can also learn from them. Mm-hmm. And so that's been one of the blessings that I've kind of learned over the years, that it's not our age um, but that God has placed us in all different kinds of situations where we can share his love and point others to him too. Yeah. The classroom creates a unique environment mm-hmm. where you you set out to accomplish a task. Yes. But how does it pave the way for outside of the classroom? As far as like my kinder first graders? Mm-hmm. So I try to give them something that they will take with them throughout the course of the week, whether, and there, and so each Sunday we have a very kind of set routine. The kids know what to expect Mm -hmm. where we have time where we come in and we do our first activity and we have our singing and our Bible story and our memory verse and our craft. Like that's what's going to happen. But really I want to get that God's word hidden in their hearts because that's what they take with them. Yeah. And so the Bible memory verse is actually one of the, the bigger things that mm-hmm. we really emphasize and we do through song. And so my goal is that they would have a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and how much he is loved or they are loved by him. And, and in doing so and knowing him, they have to know God's word in yeah. their hearts. And so that's, that's one of the things that kids ministry really focuses on. Yeah. Even if they don't understand it yet. Yeah. Um, I love it when they parrot something back and it's, Something that's, um, for example, with that First Timothy verse, um, for a long time it, uh, we thought it was my sisters and I in faith and impurity. Oh no! As opposed to <laughs> impurity, and and but those verses have stuck in my head. And it was years later that we realized that we were singing it incorrectly, but it was there. Mm-hmm. And so you know, even if they're using big words and the kids don't fully get those big words, it's okay. Right. I still want that there because God will take that and He will use that in His own time. Yeah, I've definitely come to appreciate the concept of. Um, pegs and holes Mm -hmm. and stuff you can hang things on. And maybe you don't have anything to hang on it now, Mm -hmm. but in five or six years, you've got that peg in the wall. You go, aha, that's what this is about. Yes. So how has there been an interplay for you um, personally with these students, these, Mm -hmm. these little ones in outside of the classroom as a product of your time inside Mm -hmm. of the classroom? One of the things that I love is getting to see them in big church Mm -hmm. because they get to start with worship and um, and so all of a sudden they have a different connection in big church because they know another adult. Yeah. So I give lots of fist bumps and everything. And actually they love it if I give announcements because they feel like they know the person who was up Yeah. Front. And they're like, well, I saw you up front at announcements. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it becomes more of their church mm. too because they can see me or they see the others who have helped me. My son often helps me and they see John up there too. Yeah. And so they, they get to see and feel like they're a part of the bigger picture outside of just Sunday school. We yeah. had our special Sunday school time, but then they see the connection in the big church. Which is really cool. Yeah, I love that about our church. You know, mm-hmm. the logistics of it might be 
slightly complicated, not really, but of having them in church with us. But I think it's so important that they mm-hmm. see their parents worshiping and their grandparents yeah. and interact with people where they're not uh, isolated yeah. in another world. Because that can be jarring. You know, middle school, once that comes around, you're in service. Well, and we are part of the body of Christ as children. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's really easy as we grow up to think, well, I've got my, my middle school group or my high school group or pick whatever group you want, but then how do I fit into the bigger picture? Right. Um, and so, you know, if we can blur the lines between those groups and just see that we're all part of the same body, I think that's a really beautiful thing. Um, we had the Women's Advent Night last week, and mm-hmm. we had a bunch of moms and daughters and I would love to see the these little girls, elementary, middle school, high school, as they do things with their mamas and the other women of the church. It's totally normal yeah. to be with the women as they get older. It doesn't matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I think we have an imperative to, to invite them into mm-hmm. that and show them they're a part of something larger and um, not not create undue tension when they navigate those big milestones. Mm-hmm. They transition in yeah. and go, what is this place? Exactly. And find those age-appropriate ways to serve. Mm-hmm. Because even little ones can help serve, whether it's yeah. passing out a bulletin mm-hmm. or helping pick up chairs. We do plenty of that. You know, There's ways that they can be a part of it and it becomes big. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen little ones going, what's your name? <laughs> you know, just <laughs> old enough to write and spell. Mm-hmm. And they're doing name tags at yep. the front door. They're handing out bulletins. And you can proudly wear that that name tag <laughs> of those first grade letters. Yep. You know? Everyone else is like, what is that on your chest? <laughs> yep. Well, what would your encouragement be for somebody who's who's considering this or mm-hmm. or maybe felt that kind of call or obligation or they understand the value, but maybe there's some barriers they're experiencing. Yes. It can be intimidating to think, well, what do I do if I'm in front of a bunch of kids? Mm -hmm. And one of the nice things now is we do have two services, so you can still serve in one service and go to one service. And it doesn't just have to be teachers because Mm -hmm. it's teachers and helpers. So if you can sit with kids and do a puzzle or a craft, or help sing the songs right along with them, just paying attention to the teacher who's in the classroom. That's huge. Yeah. And and so I know that there's people who rotate in once a month or they do it every week, but it's such a blessing for the kids and it's also going to be a blessing for you. Yeah. And so I would just encourage as many as you can, volunteer, mm-hmm. help with the kids because these are, it's so much fun to just get to plant these seeds in the hearts of little ones and watch them grow over the years. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree with you. It's been a huge blessing for me. Because you've been in the I have. fourth and fifth grade class. Yes. Right? I'm yeah. usually about once a month, occasionally twice mm-hmm. a month. And I've, I've dragged my buddy in there to do it with me. Mm-hmm. Well, when I say drag, that's maybe not totally fair. You've he, asked your buddy. I've asked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a coach outside <laughs> of, like he, he coaches kids at jujitsu. Okay. So he values them. So it's not like a drag in that sense, but he, he maybe wouldn't have the internal mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to go out there. So anyways, he has very graciously joined me in doing that. <laughs> and it's a huge encouragement in getting to interact with the kids outside mm-hmm. of the classroom. And, you know, I see them a week later in a different context and I say, Hey, how's it going? And mm-hmm. they just light up and it makes a big difference. I yeah. think those relationships are important. It is. So, well, Jamie, thank you so much for sharing. Ah, thanks I, for having me. Anytime I can talk about kids in ministry and is a good good time for me. It so, is a good time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you guys are encouraged by this 
if you are interested, uh, reach out to Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Um, t- talk to somebody who is teaching or volunteering um, as a helper in the classroom. See what their experience is like. See if this would be a good fit for you. Um, it is obviously something near and dear to the Lord's heart and in our heart here at UFC. So thank you guys for listening and we will get you on the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor and make disciples.